Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of my Ask Girl podcast. Today we have someone special, so say hello to Erin Cool. Hey guys. I've actually been following your journey for a while now, and not only to see you as a person grow, but as a fellow business owner, to see your business journey and it evolving, it's been so fascinating to see. Thank you. For anyone listening, Erin is an influencer and business owner. She owns a luxury hair oil company called By Erin. So how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. You and I were just discussing. I'm feeling very overwhelmed, but I feel like chaos and overwhelming feeling is kind of becoming the norm for me. That's true. With any type of business, there's so much. I feel like, especially on Instagram and social media, everyone sees like just like a snippet of your day, but you have way more going on behind the scenes. Honestly, and I try and be like as transparent as I can with my business and the decisions I'm making in my business and the processes that I'm going through. But obviously, like legally, there's so much I can't talk about. And then also from a private level, like a personal level, I don't want to speak about certain things. So I definitely think my Instagram sees the calm version of the reality. Yeah. So kicking it back to the beginning, with Bayer and what made you want to start? I had around like 30, 40k on Instagram. And I was just like, you know what, I have so many young girls that can relate to me in the sense that like, they may not have a mom or sisters or, you know, that close to them. And I was just really lucky because obviously my mom passed away, but my grandma, she, she was in my life, and she was able to help me with my kind of like journey with like looking after mm-hmm. my hair and stuff like that. And there were so many girls that I knew that followed me that didn't have that. And I just felt like no one should be without this special little secret that I have, which is, you know, my hair oil and how it can impact your hair. To turn something so positive and make something out of it, that's such an amazing thing. So um, you've established a successful business and you're doing so many amazing things, but you've also started a business at such a young age. Do you, how has your journey been as a young entrepreneur and business owner? I think um, it's been quite unique in the sense that my family is very entrepreneurial. I've said before, but none of us have like nine to five jobs. And growing up in that type of environment, I think you really do get used to taking risks and having failures and having highs and lows and stuff like that. So for me, starting a business, it didn't seem like that much of um, an overly confronting idea. But my personality is such that I'm very risk averse. And at the start, because my dad said to me, you know what, you're on your own. I don't want to be involved in this because I want you to do it on your own because I want all the glory to be yours. And I was very kind of like, I don't don't know, just like very very cautious. And I found that looking back, the big decisions that I made, you know, to invest in X amount quantity of packaging and to go for the more expensive sticker, to go for you know, that this, that certification and reports just to, you know, make sure that everything, everything was legit, even go above and beyond when it came to the safety testing. Um, those are the riskiest decisions that I made, but those are the ones that I'm actually the most proud of because you can only start a business once and those foundations that you start your business on are going to be what lays down the kind of law for the rest of your business. So I'm glad that I made those decisions, but now obviously I'm very lucky in the sense that I have my dad who's guiding me because at the end of the day, 25 is still quite young. Mm-hmm. But I think as I'm growing personally, I'm also growing in a business sense because I have that direct mentorship from my dad who is super successful and just a great mentor to many, many people. Mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely amazing. I can relate to that so much because also I followed in the, my dad's footsteps. But so I would say it came kind of naturally to you because you're in that kind of surrounding atmosphere where it's not such a 
big thing where you talk about starting a business and stuff it's just kind of what you what you're so grown up surrounded in it's kind of like okay I can do this that's really cool yeah what did your dad do my dad's in development so he started out in construction but now we do um larger uh, development and we sell them like houses and stuff got so you. we've got a site now as well and that's uh, so cool go plug yeah. it tell everyone to go <laughs> Soon. We're in the mid process right now. It's 22 units. Um, it's been such a crazy experience to learn everything. So yeah. it's great to have that mentorship. Oh, well, congratulations. Um, so do you remember the first launch? Okay, literally, like I remember every second of it. And we are <laughs> actually restocking this mm-hmm. Sunday. Those butterflies that I felt on the first launch, obviously they were much bigger, but I will never ever not have that nervous feeling. And like in my house, the week of the relaunch, mm-hmm. um, because we always go out of stock. So we, we restock them, we sell out, blah, 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 touch wood. Um, we call it war week because <laughs> my whole house just turns upside down. Like I was speaking to you before we started the podcast, everything is so overwhelming and so much. Um, but yeah, for the first launch, I truly, 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 like I'll be honest, I had 250 units, which isn't that much. But mm-hmm. for me as a, you know, self-funded business, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it felt like a lot. And I just remember being so nervous the whole day. I had my friends around me in a hotel room. We were already raring and ready to go pack these things. I was the only person who thought that we didn't, we weren't going to sell out. Everyone else was thinking, you know, a hundred, maybe 120. My dad was the only one who actually thought that I was going to sell out. Um, and we did. And I just remember watching when we pressed go live on the website, I just remember watching that inventory just go down, 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 down. And I was just in awe because I'd never had that type of, it's kind of like a hysteria because mm-hmm. it's so much is going on. You know, my Instagram was blowing up. People on Twitter were talking about it at the time. I didn't have TikTok, but my website was just going insane. I was just there in the room, just like freaking out. Cause I was like, Oh my God, we weren't ready to pack this many bottles. I hadn't bought enough ribbon. I don't think yeah. I'd bought like, um, enough scissors. I know that sounds so crazy, but let me tell you, Jesse, invest in a really good pair of scissors. I'm looking at mine right now. They're 20 pounds from Amazon. Hands down. Forget the Rolex, forget the handbags. Those scissors were the best investment of my life. The best. (laughs) That's amazing. These are tools that you need to invest in. And yeah, Yeah. I was using some really bad, like WH Smith, like floral stationary scissors. (laughs) Um, Because I just didn't think that we were going to have to do that many. But yeah, in our yeah. profession, I do remember it literally like it was yesterday. And I just remember how kind of like naive, but how beautiful it was in my naivety, looking back, you know, only six months later. And I'm just like, that was so cute what I did, you know, <laughs> <laughs> little Erin in a hotel room with our friends, like cutting bubble wrap. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it from the ground up because now when I go to a warehouse, my warehouse, mm-hmm. I, you know, if, if any of the workers, they're like, Erin, we don't know how to tie the ribbon. Do you like this? How do we cut it? What's the most quickest way? I can tell them. You have that hands-on personal experience that you've done it yourself as well. So like you said, telling anyone or any of the workers, you, you can literally be in the hustle bustle if you needed to be, but also you can kind of take on that CEO role where you can sit back now as well. And when you're yeah. on that stage of a warehouse, you know how to operate the little things as well. That's really, really, I think, one of the most important things in a business as well. I agree with you because I feel like sometimes people who own, and obviously Biome is a, is a micro business, it's tiny, but when there's people who own really, really big businesses, you kind of lose sight mm. of the tiny little, the minutia of the daily BAU activity of your employees. And that's when kind of communication and expectations, especially expectations, in fact, 
those lines kind of get blurred um, and you kind of don't really appreciate what they're doing, how the little things they're doing contribute to your larger business. Mm. So I am glad that I started from there. And to be honest, I'm still kind of there. I just have a warehouse that puts the put the ribbons on for me <laughs> <laughs> no but that's that's so amazing to kind of see your evolution as well so because so much has happened I feel like from the beginning when you like you said you're in a hotel room you're doing it with your friends and to now if you'd have to summarize the kind of like the last couple of months the year how would you describe as a business owner it's been overall so um I really, really feel that my dad coming on board with the business Mm -hmm. and bringing his expertise in a field that he's not super familiar with, but the way he has adapted to this, like my dad truly is fearless. And that is the beauty of being around someone like him. I've kind of taken on that fearless quality similarly to him. And I think I've just become a little bit more resilient. I think Mm I, um, I'll be honest with you, Jesse, like I'm, I'm really hungry sis wakes up hungry every single day for this and it just feels really good because now that my dad's here and I know I've spoken about him a lot in this podcast so sorry if um <laughs> sorry no, if I'm hearing about him <laughs> um yeah so from one kind of like girl that's worked with her dad to another doesn't it feel so safe knowing that your dad is never going to thank you oh a hundred percent I I'm so grateful and I honestly think I would never go back to any other I I think I was born to work with him it's so amazing just the amount of growth that has happened like literally when you said he lets you grow I felt that he's literally Mm. my dad has thrown me in situations and it's just like figure it out but he's watching (gasps) and I'm just like I can't do it and then you do it and you're like oh I could do it all along and you could then you start being more confident in the decisions you're making Oh my God, Jessie, I'm relating so hard to you right now. (laughs) I love it. I love this. This is so beautiful. So the progression level. So over the months, yeah, you were saying it's been quite big because you said your next launch is this Sunday. So guys. Correct. Yeah, launch day is 12th of July. Um, UK only. It's limited quantity. Um, But yeah, literally every time, every time that we restock, we have something new in the packaging or something new, not necessarily the formula, because that's obviously, that's iconic. That's never changing. And yes, I use the word iconic because I believe it's iconic. (laughs) I I believe, honestly, you'll never meet someone who believes in that product more than me. And I know every entrepreneur says that and I know they all feel (laughs) that. Um, But yeah, like we're making constant um, adaptions. And as you use the word beauty evolving, we, um, you know, got the feedback that the booklet, the lettering in the booklet was too small. So I've now got a back sticker. Um, we found that sometimes the envelope wasn't protective enough. So now we've got a box. Like we're constantly evolving and listening to that feedback because as a small business, not many small businesses start with a platform of being able to advertise on 188,000 people on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, really trying to use, you know, my followers do a lot for me. They really do. Not only are they buying my product, but at the same time, they're helping me grow as a business. So I'm really trying to listen to find out how I can serve them better because from the bottom of my heart, I really feel like this is our business. Yeah. Like a they're lot like a little focus group. They are like a massive focus group, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, they were there from inception. They were there. They were the reason why I started it. They're the reason why it is where it is today. So I would never want to um, do a disservice to them and not listen to them because they've helped me so far. And I, I trust my followers, you know, the judgment that they have. They're intelligent people. They're smart. They're funny. They're loving. They're honest. They're supportive. Um, they hold me accountable for the good and the bad things. Um, and I would never not listen to their advice that they give me. 
Yeah, I love that. And I, I just earlier, like you were talking about growing up without a mum and sisters and how you refer to your following as a community and you call them your sisters and yeah. you've helped them and they've helped you over the years. That's really remarkable. Even seeing like on your business page, the little moments that they share, like with their nanny doing their hairs and stuff, it's really special. It is so beautiful, but I just think there needed to be a place that I, I think there was a gap. And I think hair oil had kind of become something that wasn't very cool. And, you know, I think there's been a lot of reclaiming our identity and our cultures and our traditions on Instagram. And there's been amazing influences who are doing this. I can't think off the top of my head, but there are some amazing influences that I follow who are doing this. Um, and I think it was time to have that revolution, not to say that this is a revolution, but there's kind of like revolution in hair oil. Um, mm. And it just so happened that like this idea of Harold came to me so organically and so authentically, just touch wood, I hope at the right time. Um, and these moments with our grandparents, you know, like I really, really, I really stand the Sikh community. Like I posted a video of my Amritari Masi um, mm. teaching us how she applies the hair oil. Her hair is like 48 inches and then how she ties her ramal on top. Um, and I just really want a space to showcase the Sikh community and our culture through the um the voice of Harold essentially yeah I mean that's absolutely amazing and t just touching on that you're quite vocal like if anything you share that side of you and I think as representation as a young girl that's amazing to see right yeah. now like putting hair in our oils and then going to school or whatever it wasn't seen as the cool thing so we, even I I stopped doing it for ages and I've only recently over the years um started to appreciating it again yeah but I mean like it's different hair oils like not to say that like you know mine is the best it is but like <laughs> it's, it mine is non-greasy and I think like the, the reason why I crafted it in such a way with my daddy is so I could be that girl who went to school with it in my hair and I wasn't stinking I wasn't sticky I wasn't greasy it wasn't transferring to my forehead it wasn't transferring to my clothes like I wanted to make it something that like we can still feel our culture and our, our traditions and stuff like that. And we can still have beautiful hair and look after ourselves. But at the same time, it's in a way that doesn't necessarily expose us in a negative way, you know, mm -hmm. being that smelly girl or reinforce any negative stereotypes that the world may have um, of us. That's absolutely Which aren't true. Yeah. Yeah, of course. We smell That's good. A hundred percent. I second that. <laughs> Just touching on that, actually, I, I know you are into fragrance a lot as well. Oh my so God, Jesse! Stop! Today I went shopping and I literally just walked into Space MK to look at the Byredo fragrances because I love it so Ooh. much. Just look! I didn't even smell them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing because, like, with By um, Aaron, there's there's so much that can be explored. So you don't need to say anything. But is there anything out there in the vision on the vision? You're so board? cute. <laughs> it's not it's not perfume and the reason why is because I really want to stick within that hair okay. cutting like hair is my thing I okay. do not know the first thing about how to craft a perfume but I do know how to craft like a good hair care product so um we most definitely have a really big project okay. um and we have a couple of smaller projects that we're working on but you know what I'll be honest with you Jesse like being a CEO means that you need to kind of wear every hat you need to be good at finance marketing okay. um HR PR but I'm really not good at product development and that's a key part of my business. So yeah. I'm really, really slow when it comes to that. Just because like, I just, I'm not a scientist. I do not know the difference between like dimethicone and mm. I don't know, all of these other things. And I need someone to decode that for me. So I'm kind of in the process of trying to work out what language I'm speaking to different people. So the message is coming across. Across. Okay. I love that. 
So just also working on your team and building it so you have the right people to kind of dissect those things for you. Very true. I actually recently held interviews for um, two roles, um, assistant and then customer service. And it is really interesting, firstly, being on the interviewer side of the table, but then also thinking about, for me personally, like someone can be the best customer service person in the world, but if they're not passionate about the brand and if they're not loyal to me, I'm never going to work with you. And I think I tend to prioritize those kind of like more interpersonal factors than I do their actual skills. Mm -hmm. Um, But lots of people look at it in many different ways. In many different ways, of course. There's so many ways to do the same thing. But I think because like even speaking to you now, you can see, I can hear the passion coming from you. And that's so amazing to wake up every day and to be like, right, let's get on the day. Of course, you're going to have days when like it's overwhelming or it's hard. Mm. But at the main point at the end of the day is you're passionate about it. And if you're surrounded by a team that is like, let's go get it. Yes. Even if you're having a moment, you're like, come, let's go. Literally, literally. And you've got to understand like there's two businesses here. It's kind of like my social media side of things. And then it's the Byram side of things. So it is one of those ones like yesterday, it was just the most full on day. There wasn't even a second where my assistant wasn't with me doing something. And obviously there is that level of trust. So describe what a typical day in the life would Erin be. Okay. Um, firstly, chaos. Secondly, chaos. Thirdly, chaos. <laughs> <laughs> so much chaos. Someone was like, your aura is red. And I was like, why? Because they were like trouble and chaos surrounds you. And I was like, <laughs> that's really mean. <laughs> But I will wake up like, I don't know if you know this from my Instagram, but sis is a night owl. I do not function. If it's, if it's pre midday, you're not going to get a good version of me. Like someone just picked me up and took me to lunch. I got in the car, so moody. And then when we left, I just got dropped off. <laughs> I was in a good mood. <laughs> um, you see me now. I'm happy. Yeah. Like it's past, it's PM now I can function. So I wake up around 10 lie in bed for about an hour doing all my emails. And I have to be honest with you, Jesse. I don't think that's a very good habit that I have. And I wouldn't recommend that to people. I would much rather I kind of woke up, you know, did, did like a gratitude prayer or meditation or yoga or something like that. But that's not, what, that's not what I do. I have like anxiety as soon as I wake up and I'm like, what if the world caught fire last night and I need to check my phone? I need to know. Oh then, my God. You know what it's like though, when you read one email, you're going to read all of them that is so true Mm. so I wake up and then I have my morning routine which is shower obviously brush my teeth have my breakfast do my bath come back get ready and then for instance if I've just got meetings for the whole day but I'll be honest with you Jesse it is really difficult because I do have different days every single day like today I've got a day full of interviews Mm -hmm. yesterday I was um I traveled all the way down to Kent to have a like a meeting with my customer service team and then tomorrow I'm shooting at a hotel do you know what I mean? Like for, for our Instagram. So it is really, really different. But essentially, I wake up, have my meetings, um, see my family, see my friends, and then I'll fall asleep, you know, after I've done my prayer doing like DMs and emails. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, because you've got, yeah, like you said, you've got two businesses. You're, of course, a social media influencer, but also you're um, a business owner. So there's so much more that comes into factor throughout the day. Very true. Yeah. And it's kind of difficult to kind of wear both hats because sometimes I need to be making decisions on um, collaborations and brands and and poses and I need to film this YouTube video and then sometimes I need to be in the warehouse and I need to be talking about the logistics and I need to talk, be talking about freights and I, I don't know like all of these different things and tra- tra- delivery transport stickers so it kind of is a bit 
I think right now what I'm mainly struggling with, not that anyone asks, but I'm going to tell you anyways, is kind of like wearing both hats and being whichever version of Erin is required in whichever conversation. But because everything's moving so fast and social media is a constant, whereas my business is kind of like really, really like just changing and evolving every single day, it is really difficult to find like that immediate ability to transition. Yeah, of course. Just on the spot. Right, yeah. So with that, because obviously you're a social media influencer as well, we, we, I wouldn't say we get to see so much, but we do get to see like some key moments in behind the scenes. But how do you stay balanced in thinking, okay, I'm, I'm sharing too much or I, I need to have my own time now? Right. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Jesse, and I say this, I actually make a point to say this in every time, but like I only share 10% of my life. If you guys truly knew some of the stuff that happens, like there's people who come into my life um, and then they kind of start to realize what's actually going on behind the scenes. And they're just like, I would have had no idea that that was what was happening at that time. And it's just kind of like, I have a very strong boundary, like anything family related, anything, you know, in my personal life, be it friends or any type of other relationships I might have, that is hundred percent kept private. And there used to be a time where I would tag my friends when I was with them, but then I kind of got to a point and I was like, I'm meeting a lot of new people in my life as my page is growing. I very much do not want anyone to be in my life because they think that they might get a tag or something of that sort. Um, So I just strictly enforced a rule and not that any of my friends were asking or behaving like this, but just to kind of protect myself for future people that might enter my life. I strictly just do not tag any friends or people that I'm with. Um, And I think it's those kind of boundaries that you set in place that you're um, committing to across the board. So it's not that there's no exceptions. That's the boundary. I'm enforcing this boundary. I think that really, really helps to train your mind into knowing the difference between public and private. I think it just goes to show, to be honest, how mature you are. To do that early on is actually like a lot of people will become quite exposed to new followers and 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 have to learn that eventually but to do that quite now that's amazing because you don't want to expose yourself in that way and it Um, is it's sad but it's true but that is kind of the reality that you're in where you are meeting so many people in a day and sometimes you just don't know intentions it's sad to say that but mm, it's so true and to keep your close ones they're yours yeah they're too precious for me to show you and then for me to expose that relationship that I might have with my best friends like those moments are not to be shared online and it's the happiest moments that never get shared and it's the saddest moments that never get shared but I have to be honest with you Jesse like maturity may be one thing but I think it's honestly trial and error Mm -hmm. and you know you you kind of I think I've been very very I'm a very self-aware person I will I will give myself that and I think that like from a young age, I was always very conscious. What am I posting on Twitter? What type of things am I posting on Instagram? Like, be careful not to use X, Y, Z words and stuff like that. And I think, you know, whilst we're all human and we might phrase things wrong from time to time, I think having that knowledge that whatever you put out there onto the internet stays there forever, it makes you have a different perspective. And I was speaking to two younger girls who are kind of starting out in this industry in a podcast the other day. And I was also trying to tell them that message, like, just be careful what you're putting out there because it's going to stay. Yeah, it's going to stay. And once it's out there, like you even see now, something that you might have said like years ago comes yeah. up and it might take an opportunity away or even yeah. even if you've evolved as a person, it might come back to you. Of course, yeah. You see that all the time with those really like actually big people like YouTubers mm-hmm. and um, 
like Jeffree Star and all of those ones like they're always people are always bringing up tweets so they said like 10 15 years ago yeah it's a lot it's, it's, if it's on the internet it's on the internet it's going to say that yeah yeah okay so with that there comes do, like because you've said there's so much going on do you ever feel any time pressure and how do you deal with that do you take yourself out do you do anything to kind of calm yourself or like any form of meditation just to kind of like breathe oh my god you know that is such a question I've been having because like I said we're in war week right now a lot of my friends when I am getting the chance to speak to them they're just kind of like Aaron Aaron like take a second like like take a break you need a break you need a break for me I'll be honest with you Jesse and I don't think this is the most healthy of approaches but I think it kind of is my personality I will sleep when I'm dead and if right now we're hot I need to strike whilst the iron is hot and I don't ever want to look back and be like I missed that opportunity so whilst it might be to the detriment of like you know I'm I'm not I'm not super healthy. I'm not getting time to work out all the time. I'm not getting time to eat all of my meals, but I kind of, I'm just that person that's just like, just go girl, like just keep going. But yeah. I don't think it's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I would not recommend this lifestyle. <laughs> no, but yeah. Okay. You need to recharge. So you kind of, just yeah, I think but- I sleep. I talk to my friends mm-hmm. on the phone. That's really therapeutic. Okay. That's, that's really good. And I, I genuinely appreciate it so much. You said it was war week and you took out time for me. So I'm just Oh, gonna... no. I'm on it, honestly. Okay, so now we're going to play a tiny mini game segment, which I'm so excited to play with you. You don't have to think too much for it. It's not intensive. It's literally just the top of your head. We're going to play a five-second rule game. So I'm going to name three. I'm going to name a category and you have to name three things off the top of your head. And it could be silly thing. It could be anything. And if you hear the buzzer... That means five seconds over. You're so cute. Where did you get that buzzer from? <laughs> this is actually from Audi, I think. That's so funny. Okay. Okay. Name three things about um, your hair oil. I'm not oil, non-greasy, beautiful packaging. That was less than five seconds. That was really good. Okay. Three <laughs> things that make you laugh. Go. Um, funny people, comedian. Okay, I'm saying comedians. You know? <laughs> oh, people falling over. <laughs> that time's over. Okay, that's fine. We'll move on to... <laughs> you laughed after me. Okay. Because I said funny people, then I said comedians, and I'm like, I'm your stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Three things you love to eat. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. <laughs> that was two seconds. Yeah, that was a no-brainer. You could have asked me that with my sleep. Okay. Three things that motivate you. Dad, um, my followers, and um, Sicky. I always wanted to do right by all three of those. That was literally five seconds spot on. Okay, last question. Three things that you loved about this podcast. Go. You, your, your, the way you've asked your questions and um, the questions that you asked. You did it all really, really good, girl. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. Um, today has been really great for me just because just you've bounced off so much good energy for me and just uh, talking as business to business. It's just so amazing to watch your journey as well. Bless you. Not honestly, girl, like I'm giving you the good energy that you've given me. So thank you. It was truly such a pleasure. Thank you so much, guys. Um, Just shout out really quickly your handles anywhere to someone who wants to find you. So my Instagram is Arimstagram. But if you just want to search Arimcore on all platforms, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, you'll find me. And then if you want to keep up to date with my business journey, which I think is probably what the majority of your listeners are more interested in, you can follow by Arim, that's B-Y-E-R-I-M on Instagram. I post a ton of behind the scenes. I have documented my business journey from the start. 
um, like loads of clips and stuff like that. So we have a really, really good bank of um, content. And I just love sharing it with you guys and kind of asking you guys for your opinions. So if you want to get involved and be a part of this Byron family, please do join us there. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to interview you. It's been amazing. And to watch your business. I wish you all the best for this Sunday restock. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jesse. For anyone wanting to follow my journey, I post a lot of things about property development and also all amazing BTS on the Ask Our episodes that we have. You can find me on jessie.randauer on socials.